When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So after taking about three months off because LeBron James needed some extra rest, so the commissioner of the octopus, Adam Silver, said, you know what, we got to take care of these guys. Let's give them a week off. So the NBA finally decided to get back to work, and I'm a sucker. And, uh, and I watched. I, ch- I checked it out. I was watching some of the, the NBA. And the, the game that was the late game on TNT, I, I, I missed the post game. I, I really want to watch the post game because the greatest owner in all of sports was hanging out with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. So hopefully we'll get some audio on that later. But it was I saw on the monitor here when I was walking around the building, they had the great Steve Ballmer. Uh, y- your team would be better if they had Steve Ballmer as the owner. And he was hanging out. With Barkley and Kenny Smith and all, I think he's still there doing it. I think he's still even at this hour, they're hanging out. But the the late game, 
since that just happened, you know, in radio, they tell you, say, hey, you should talk about what just happened. Like this, like you're, we have people that are listening that were watching the game and got in their car and all that stuff. But anyway, all right, so let's let's get to it. The, the late game, the Houston Rockets were playing the Los Angeles Lakers, and it was made for TNT, right? Made for TNT and all that. And the Lakers outscored the Rockets 28-16 to in the fourth quarter and came back to win 111-106. to So uh, it's a big moment in the Lakers franchise. They're back to 500, uh, which is very important. Uh, it's a huge accomplishment. James Harden barely got to the 30-point mark, and it was very interesting, shall we say. Very interesting uh, turn of events here. Now, the the Rockets, who got off to a terrible start, got off to a horrible start, and all that, uh, they, they they ran into a buzzsaw, but it was it was really the uh, playoff mode, LeBron James, which apparently has more meaning than we thought. Uh, he had 29 points. The Lakers were down 19 points in the third quarter. Down 19 points in the third quarter, and then uh, came back and won the game, and because it's the NBA and it's shenanigans and this is how they operate in the National Basketball Association, uh, you have a playoff mode activated one day. The next day, you have funny business. Now, what would the funny business be? What would the funny business be? Let's go to the stat sheet. Let's go to the stat sheet. In the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, the Houston Rockets uh, did not attempt a foul shot. Uh, did not attempt a foul shot. The Los Angeles Lakers attempted 11 foul shots. <laughs> and uh, now you say, well, there were some technical fouls at the end, but it was it was lopsided. I mean, listen, the Rockets didn't get the line one time. It was, the word is blatant here. So the, the question, and some of the guys are commenting here, Chris Paul and some of the other players have gone on the record about one referee in particular by the name of Scott Foster. The notorious Scott Foster, who is, I guess, the modern-day Tim Donahue. But uh, what is, I guess we'll frame it this way, what, the question is, what is your reaction to this latest NBA funny business that took place with the uh, close, uh, a game that was 19 points one way, fourth quarter, blatant, lopsided, homerism officiating for the home team, the Lakers. Now, first of all, I don't want to overreact because, you know, as a talk show host, you're never supposed to overreact. It's bad form to overreact. And you certainly don't want to be irrational about these things. But having watched the NBA like a glutton for punishment pretty much my entire life, when I was a kid, I used to like it. And then I got into radio and I got to go to games all the time. And I'm a talk show stuck in a studio and all that. But over the years, watching the NBA, you, there's certain things that pop up, and, and they're like fireworks in the sky. And you're like, wow, look at that. Everyone can see in the village. Everyone can see what's going on here. Now, some people don't like to, to admit that. They say, well, there's no fireworks. I, you know, I didn't look up. I was inside. Uh, I didn't see this, the fireworks, so I don't think they existed. You know, blinders up and all that. But playoff mode, LeBron James, right? Playoff mode, what does that mean? Well, that was a cryptic message, it would appear. A cryptic message, uh, again, not being irrational, but Scott Foster, the memo was sent. Now, I understand there's a personal beef between Chris Paul and Scott Foster, which goes back to his days with the the uh, Clippers, and uh, maybe even before that, 
But Chris Paul was upset. Uh, he was angry after the game. He, he went on the record. His quote, I don't know what else to do. He talked about Scott Foster. He says, I've met with the league with him before. I don't know what else to do. Uh, and James Harden followed that up by saying, and it is personal for sure. But I think it's bigger than that. I mean, Scott Foster is just a bad referee, but the NBA, he, he does the dirty work for the NBA, apparently, so they keep him around. Now, the second thing is this just feeds the narrative. The NBA has got no shame. The NBA has got no shame. A couple days ago, on a partner of the NBA, ESPN, which is a business partner of the NBA, they wrote this long, never-ending story about the notorious Tim Donahue. And the gold standard for a fix in the NBA was Tim Donahue, who I don't think many people believe was the only one doing this, although David Stern was able to convince the FBI that he was. But Tim Donahue, in a game, I believe it was game six against Sacramento in the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers attempted 18 more foul shots than Sacramento. Now, this is just a regular season game, and then people are going to say, well, it's not that big a deal. Who cares? 11 foul shots to none. 11 to none. That is what's called Tim Donahue light. And the fact that they, they don't even hide it in the second half there in the fourth quarter. They, they don't even – usually you'd think you'd put up a smoke screen, right, some kind of diversion. A magician will use smoke and mirrors. Right? That's what a magician will do. They'll use smoke and mirrors. They'll get you to look one way, and then they'll do the switch with their other hand while you're looking in the other direction. That's all magic is, right? Magic is you get people – to look the place they're not supposed to look, and while they're looking there, you then do the trick. I use use code code words and all. That's magic. The NBA on on nights like this, the NBA they don't even hide it. They got no shame. They're like, you know what? Screw that. It was if if this had been like hockey, it was a hockey game. It was like a power play. <laughs> it was like a a bleeping bloody power play, eight against five in the late part of that game. Eight against five. Now, now, just to give you an idea of how this all of a sudden turned around, dramatically turned around, right? Just amazing. In the second half, so not just the the fourth quarter, but the third quarter, because the Lakers uh, were down by 19, but the, the switchover kind of happened late in the third quarter. It was 19 foul shot attempts to two in the second half. <laughs> What about the first half? Let's go to the stats. All right, what about the first half? Again, just proving my point here with evidence you cannot dispute. In the first half, the foul attempts, the Lakers had 14, the Rockets had 13. That's how most close game, right? You say, okay, that's how the efficient ending is. You can literally call a foul on every possession, just like you can call a penalty on every play in the NFL. There is contact on 99.99999% of basketball plays. But let's let's be honest. There's something else going on. Now, this could prove to, to not be the case, but the NBA is going to give every push they can. You know when you teach a kid how to ride a bike and you – as a, the parent or the guardian, you have to kind of push them. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you kind of got to give them a shove. And they're going to fall on their face every once in a while. They won't, but you know, that's how you learn how to ride a bike. And so they have to find a way to get the Lakers into the playoffs. Now, uh, it, it's, it, it's going to take some assistance here. Right? There's big money on the line. 
Because if the Lakers get in the playoffs, even if they can go out in four games in the first round of the playoffs or whatever, they can set it up where it's like Lakers-Golden State or something like that. They can put those games at 12.30 in the afternoon on ABC, on network television, and they liked it. But this was – it just was scripted reality. <laughs> so the, the, the narrative right, choreographed by the NBA, you have LeBron leading the ragtag Lakers. They were under 500 at the All-Star break. Can't you see the stand-up open on the first game of the playoffs? LeBron does it again. And then all those LeBron sycophants, the amen choir that love LeBron, whatever he does, they're like, yeah, LeBron, we love you. You're the greatest. They'll be like, hey, LeBron James, this is your greatest accomplishment. You took that bag of dogs with fleas and you got them to the playoffs. That is wonderful. Hallelujah. There you go. All right, see Ben Maller's show on Fox. As we press on here, we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Solid Gold Garcia. Somewhere Chris in Houston is applauding that uh, that Maller monologue, well, I'm sure. This is night off, so Chris, I don't expect to hear from Chris That's in true, Houston, that's but, right. Uh, I did it anyway. Maybe he'll hear the podcast. Shout out to... We don't do shout outs, but if we did, we no, do never. a hello to Chris in Houston. That's how we I do. don't think the guys, uh, our co-workers, will probably enjoy that, but they don't care. They're, they're big win for the Lakers, obviously. And well, they'll deny. The they'll season. deny. LeBron the- is activated now, he says. He's activated for the... Uh, Push to the playoffs. The, the tangible proof that uh, I just gave. I laid everything out right there. Yeah. That second half, you admit it. I mean, you're not a basketball guy. I know that. But in the entire second half, after the foul shots were even in the first half, the eight, it was 19 to two attempts in the second half. That doesn't raise uh, an eyebrow. A little home cooking, right? That, uh, that happens, <laughs> a little. That, that happens in the NBA As I said, from time Eddie, to time. That's like two men in the penalty box. In sec- this was three guys in the penalty box because it was eight against five is what it was. But hey, this, that's LeBron, that's why you want LeBron James, right? Because the NBA is going to do everything they can to help LeBron James out. Now, that doesn't mean LeBron won't have load management issues and might have to take some time off down the line and all that. No, no, no more time happen, off. They just, they outside, just took two weeks off. They're outside of that, I mean, I'll keep an eye on this. Maybe it's only one game, right? Maybe the, nobody I'm will get I'm sure back you will and, keep, a, keep well, an eye, two I, eyes on it. Well, as you know, as the guardian of the NBA, I have to <laughs> yes. keep track of all of this. <laughs> yes. It's my job. No one else does it. All no, a bunch no, of toadies no. in the media, a bunch of lemmings that Thank love God the Lakers yeah. and they lick their toes, and I don't do that. Oh, not do not do that. No. Absolutely not. I love how butthurt Ben gets when the Lakers win. I'm fine. It just, it just, a little bit. It yeah. just fills me with joy. Yeah, I'm very, 500 team. I'm very, the, all of the NBA right now is in a panic. Everywhere you look, they're like, oh, crap. It's okay, Ben. It's only one win. It's all right. I understand. Yeah, but, but he's setting up his excuse for, for later on down the line when he gets proven ben wrong and everything that, everything that he said about? is proven wrong, right, and then, right, and then right, he's right. already setting right, up right, his right, excuse right. ahead of time. That's a red he's, he's ready. That, that's a red herring. All right, Koopa Loop, explain to me right now, Koopa. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you, you're getting, you're, you're, you're setting up yourself for later on. I, I, right? When you, when I'll, you should be eating crow, and you're, you're setting up your excuse, getting it nice and ready. You're planting that seed. All right. Again, I'm going to give you the opportunity here. The floor is yours. Explain to me how it was 19 to two foul shot attempts in the second half. Tell me right now. Go ahead. I don't know, but you can't look at a piece of paper and say, oh, well, that that proves it. I need to see every single play if there was a, a missed call or, or a, a bogus call or not. A piece of paper telling me that, you know, this many foul shots to this many foul shots doesn't tell me anything. Well, 
Well, I watched. See, I watched, maybe the Rockets right. just had that many more blatant <laughs> fouls. I, I, w- I would need to to relook at it, I but I'm well, watching the game. Watch I didn't, the film. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> is he Belichick? He's gonna watch the film. Listen, I watched the game, Cooper. So yeah, so did I. Let me explain something. So what I did here, this corroborated. It, it confirmed what I thought. My suspicion. You're right. It did. It confirmed it, every other monologue that you've had about James Harden, where you talk about how he's not gonna get these calls in a playoff like atmosphere, and and that he, you know the yeah. refs bailing but, but James it, Harden out all the time. It, but it wasn't just. And James it didn't happen. Harden. It wasn't. It, well, that's, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Because it was LeBron gave the sign. What do you mean it wasn't James Harden? You think maybe the Lakers comeback had something to do with James Harden couldn't hit a shot for to save yep. his life down the down the stretch? <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> you live by the I three, thought, you die by the three. That's what happened to the Rockets in that second. fourth quarter there. It was there. a Roberto drop, but no. It was live, Roberto. That was live? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 you live I'm, by the three, you die I, by the three. You guys are biased. I, I want to talk to you listeners. And you're not biased? I'm not a Rockets fan. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm you're not. a Lakers hater. No, that makes I you biased. I, just because I give them tough love does not mean I hate them. <laughs> Please. I, I don't hate. Why would I hate the Lakers? Why would I do that? Come on. There's no other team in all of sports that you hate more than the Lakers. That is incorrect. That is not true at all. That's that's a, you're just putting things out there in in space that you should not be putting out there in space, Cooper. It's that's the truth. A bad job by you. And the Rockets should be the last team complaining about free throws. But you you sound to me like the caller we have, Chris in Houston, when you are so in the weeds here, like when the when the Astros trade when they had a zero tolerance policy in domestic violence and traded for a guy suspended for domestic violence and Chris then defended that. That's like you defending a nineteen to two spread in foul shooting in the second half of the game. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Right, anyway. Classic sore loser move to oh, let me let me let me scan the box score real quick and point to find some <laughs> Again, some BS reason. Coop, it's not scanning the box score, Cooper Loop. It's I watched in real time. These were my thoughts. I then the box score only confirmed what eleven my foul shots isn't like an outrageous number of to foul none. shots. To none, they played twenty four minutes. The Rockets in the second. You still got to make the free throws. The Lakers are a terrible free throw shooting team, and they the made the Rockets free throws. attempted two, two foul shots in the second half. That doesn't raise any suspicion. Like Scott Foster and they had a vendetta against the Rockets. Not what? Not any, the Rockets made all of their foul shots in the second half. Yeah, maybe they just decided not to bail out James Harden on every drive. <laughs> what about the other guys on the team? What, what, what about the, the other guys? What, other guys? Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about? Clint Capella, Chris Paul, my guy PJ Tucker, former Ooh. Clipper Eric Gordon. A lot of former Clippers on that team. I don't recall any of those guys driving into the paint during awesome. that game. All Capella does is stand in the paint. He doesn't do anything else. He just stands and waits for somebody to miss. And get a rebound. Exactly. If he wasn't like he wasn't an offensive presence. You, again, you can call a foul on every play. You can choose to either swallow the whistle, which I don't recommend. You could choke, or you could uh, you know, call it even. Call like it the fair. referee in that play against the Rams, right? <laughs> swallow your What's whistle. That? Swallow your whistle. Well, that was a good non-call because there should have been a penalty on the Saints, but the Saints fans don't want to hear that. So that was a good non-call. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. For the second consecutive night, the big story involves a college basketball player who was wearing shoes, men's shoes, basketball shoes that went kaboom. Right? Basketball sneakers gone bad. It's all about the Duke prodigy Zion Williamson who literally had his shoe come apart at the seams. We use that line to talk about teams that blow leads and lose games. We say, wow, they came apart at the seams. Not literally. This literally happened. You've seen it by now. Even our blind listeners have seen this. It's amazing. What a mess. Now, one fan is said to have paid $10,000 to get four tickets to go to Cameron Indoor Arena with his family to watch Zion Williamson play 36 seconds. If you hate the upper crust of society... If you despise the one percenters, the very successful people in business, the hedge fund managers, the titans of business, former presidents, you had to laugh your ass off at this. The Raleigh-Durham airport claimed that they had the most private jets anyone could remember. In the airport, the fat cats flew in to watch Zion Williamson and Duke play North Carolina. Yeah, there, there they were. So what's the latest? Now, the Blue Devils made a formal announcement that Zion Williamson is day-to-day. Cue the we are all day-to-day. They say he's got a grade one knee sprain after Shoegate. Now, what does that mean? I would like you to step into my medical clinic. Dr. Maller is here. The doctor will see you. Uh, Yeah, the, the general recovery time, based on some keyboard research, some keyboard research, for a grade one to grade two sprain, because let's say it's closer to grade two than grade one, is anywhere from two to six weeks. Now, there is a growing belief, right, that's weasel terminology, that Zion Williamson has played his final game for Coach K. It will ultimately be his decision, but you assume the people around him, his posse, are going to say, no, 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 you are much too important. You are much too valuable. You're going to be the number one pick. You could play with the Knicks. Imagine how much money he's going to make if he plays with the Knicks or the, the Bulls or the consolation prize, Cleveland or Phoenix. I'd rather play in Phoenix than Cleveland, but you get the point. It's hard to imagine that the inner circle will advise him to do anything other than not play. Stunningly, the more interesting subplot to this story is the fallout for Nike. Because if you invest in the swoosh you likely ran for the hills. Nike shares tumbled. At one point, they were down almost 2% on Thursday. Now, they rallied a little bit. They closed down 1.1%. Now, to the uneducated rube, if 
You don't play the stock market game. You say, well, who cares? 1.1%. doesn't matter. It's not that much big a deal. Uh, I trust you it is a big deal. It is a big deal. I'll explain to you why it's a big deal. Now, this should not have happened. You you knew it was going to happen, but it should not have happened. And now, the question is, are investors wise, some of them who cut bait on Nike stock because of the Zion Williamson shoe explosion, the malfunction? Uh, absolutely not. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got biblical chokehold and failure rate. And we will tie all these things into a knot because I was a Boy Scout. That's right. I know it's not politically correct because now it's just scouts, but I was a Boy Scout. I'm a rebel. That's how I roll. That's right. You're listening to a Boy Scout. Not a good one. I was a better Cub Scout than I was a Boy Scout. Anyway, all right. Hey, it, it, it is demoralizing to Nike that this happened. I think we can all agree on that. They need to get to the bottom of this. Was it an act of sabotage or just a poorly made, crummy product? Or did some bloody sweatshop worker screw this thing up and just happen to mess up the Zion Williamson shoe? Now, is Zion such a larger-than-life superhero that he cannot fit into a mere mortal's basketball shoes because he's 300 pounds and all that? Yeah, I, I should be okay. The, the investors have swung the pendulum way too far in the, the direction it should not have gone. Now, let me explain a little bit. Now, I, I, my plan to get rich is eventually to get into real estate, but I don't have any money. I'm paying off debt. So I have a little bit of money to play around on the stock market. I got an app on my phone. I'm, my, my financial advisor, Blind Scott, has given me some pointers here on what to invest. Everyone needs a good blind financial investor is what they need, and I've got Blind Scott. So I've been doing a little bit of that, playing around with it, and my, my road to success is not Nike because I can't afford Nike stock. My road to success is weed stocks. I'm like Don Nelson and sports gambling. I'm waiting for that sports gambling to take off in like 45 states, and then I've got it made. Then I will be like Jeff Bezos. I'll be set. I will just be on cloud nine. It'll be wonderful. But as far as the stock market game, let me explain why this is a big deal. All right, when you hear, and I understand, when you, you don't play the stock market, if you hear, hey, the stock's down 1.1%, that does not sound like that much. It does not. So why is this a big deal? All right, we'll do some Maller math here. Now, the, the estimate is 1.1%. Nike lost roughly $1.1 billion in market capital. $1.1 billion with a B in market capital. That is an overreaction of biblical proportions. It's, it's, it's only 1%. Zion Williamson looks really good. I don't know if he's going to be great in the NBA. Maybe he'll just be good in the NBA. We don't know that yet. People are already assuming things. You know what happens when you assume. Yeah. Uh, a billion dollars because of a basketball shoe breaking in lost market capital? Come on. It's insanity. Now, part B of this, Nike is the 800-pound gorilla of the shoe industry. We've talked about this before, how dominant they are, what a juggernaut they are. And to remind you, if you're an investment wonk, you already know this, but the swoosh controls, the last estimate was roughly 48% of the American athletic footwear market. Think of all the companies that try to sell you goods in the shoe sector and all of them, there's some up-and-coming companies and whatnot, old standards. 48% of the market is controlled by Nike. For comparison's sake, Adidas, they control only 9% of the, 
and they've been around for a while. In the basketball footwear market, this is going to blow you away. Nike controls 96% of sales when you combine the swoosh and the jump man. Not, it's actually 96. 96% is the number. 96%. Now, because of the, the chokehold that they have here, and they do have a chokehold uh, on this, it is insane the monopoly money that's flying around here. And they, they literally can overwhelm your senses with advertising. There was a marketing study done a couple years ago that found at that time, this is a few years ago, that Nike was spending literally $100 per second every day in advertising. $100, even when you're sleeping, you know, even on like Christmas when people aren't paying attention because they're with their families or the 4th of July, you're out boozing it up on a boat July 4th, they're still spending $100 a second. It's over $3 billion a year that they send uh, spend in marketing. And, and that's very small compared to the $11.5 billion that Nike has. Uh, that's uh, that they, they, the, the sales numbers that they have here. A third of its sales here, 11.5, that's how much they spend on marketing and endorsement contracts with all these different, they have 85 different colleges. They have business deals with the NFL and other sports leagues. Uh, it's, just in, it's just insane. Uh, and they have like 60,000 employees worldwide. And that does not include the people that make the shoes in the sweatshops. Uh, that's, uh, those are outside contractors. Uh, that's actually just people that work in the business side of Nike. So you're talking about almost 60,000 employees, uh, which is, is, is insane. They're profitable. They're successful. They're a behemoth of an athletic footwear company. And one mutilated Zion Williamson shoe is not going to stop people from running out to Nike stores to buy the product. Now, if the stock continues to go down, the savvy move, if you can afford it, is to pounce, and then you will reap the benefits of what will continue to be for years and years to come a blue-chip stock, a money-making stock uh, for you. I would think that this will be a very small dip, and they'll be back probably by the end of the day. Uh, Today, on Friday, they'll be back in a very large way. There'll be a big rebound. Now, the last word here. Nike, in their prepared statement, they wished Zion Williamson a speedy recovery. I thought they were hoping he would never play again. And they said in a statement that it was working to identify what caused the, quote, isolated occurrence. And they used that term because they probably had lawyers that wanted you to say that term, isolated occurrence. That's the key phrase, right? Isolated occurrence. Nike had NBA jerseys. Remember a couple years ago, they changed over to Nike jerseys, and they were ripping it was like uh, Magic Mike, uh, the strip club. The jerseys were ripping off. It was a Chippendales dance routine for the NBA players. They fixed that pretty quick. And I haven't seen people, uh, maybe I missed it, but I haven't seen people posting photos on social media of their ripped apart shoes that they purchased. So that's also a, a good sign. As long as this remains an atypical exception to the rule type of thing, then Nike's got nothing to worry about. And you also have to remember in any product, whether it's buying tires for your car or your windshield or whatever, there is an acceptable failure rate. Right? Anything with anything. Depends on what industry you're in, what product, but depending on the sector, in manufacturing of products, they say that it, it could be as high, the acceptable failure rate could be as high as uh, as three out of every one hundred, three out of every one hundred, or as low as one out of every million. 
So it's possible this is a one in a million situation. Or it's possible that three out of every hundred shoes Nike produces rip apart. I would think we would have seen more photos. And by the way, Zion Williamson, assuming this is just a minor deal, which is what Duke is saying, if you believe that, he is going to end up making even more gazillions of dollars because of this. If you're Nike, you cannot allow Zion Williamson to sign with anyone else. You can't do it. He was already going to get a great shoe contract. Now he is going to get a sweetheart. A sweetheart deal is what he's going to get. Nike had to pay a premium. They they have to pay a premium to uh, to keep this guy. But just like with LeBron James and some of the other people that they've paid big money to over the years, uh, he is going to make an absolute killing. And they better be sure, man. The people at Nike... You're gambling, right? You're taking an educated guess that Zion Williamson isn't going to eat himself out of the NBA with all those delicious foods that he's going to have access to. Uh, So we'll keep an eye. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on and we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Garcia. Um, I apologize if I missed you mentioning this. Did you see the Paul George uh, quotes on this? He was questioned about this because – Zion was wearing his his shoes, the Paul George Nike shoes. Yeah, I saw the saw the story. He was like, "What is he going to say?" I know, I know, exactly. Well, I thought it was good. You know, glad it happened to him, not me. You know, <laughs> man, I, it's, exactly. He says, "I don't necessarily know, but it's never happened to my knowledge before, so that's tough." Yeah, as far as the blowout of the shoe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, did you watch any? I, I before I went to bed, Eddie, I was I had the uh, the interweb on the dark web, and they had the the guy from the Chicago police on there just roasting this scumbag, Justin Smollett. Did you see this? I heard Charles Jesse Barkley. Had, Charles Barkley had a comment on it tonight. It I was amazing theater. It was and this guy. Uh, Smollett Who? apparently is still the, the uh, actor guy that apparently lied about the uh, never heard of him Donald Trump fans that were attacking him with the noose because that happens all the time yes, in I Chicago uh, and uh, yeah apparently he wrote a check the police have the check they have video evidence they have physical evidence this guy's got the biggest balls in the world through his attorney he's still denying everything. He's still denying everything. I guess Barkley made a joke about it on the uh, the TNT that is, show. That there. is that is wild, man. I I laughed my ass off. I there was a, there's a video on the YouTube, and it's got all these Hollywood celebrities and politicians, some of them running for president, who were running, running to defend and talk about what a great injustice this was. They had Jesse Smollett's back. It was amazing. These big people on TV. What a bunch of dopes. God was that. I could. I kept watching it over and over again. There was Stephen Colbert was on there. The ladies from The View, they were doing their thing. CNN was all over it. The, every one of them lining it up. This is, I can't believe anyone would say he's lying. I can't believe that. Many, many French fries. I don't know. Who's that guy? Is it Eddie Johnson? When I saw Eddie, the reason I clicked on it, Eddie, when I saw Eddie Johnson trending on Twitter, I thought, oh, I remember him with the Suns back in the day. He was oh, yeah. an NBA player. I hope he's all right. I thought, but it wasn't that Eddie Johnson. Oh. It was the police big shot from Chicago, Eddie Johnson. Who, that was one of the. That was like a mountain monologue, man. He just unloaded. Guns a blazing, man. Wild. It was. Uh, did you see that? You didn't watch. I did it. not. I did not. Oh, see it that. was amazing, man. It was uh, absolutely great. Anyway, all right. We'll press on. If you would like to be part, the number is eight seven seven. Ah, I stopped. I didn't give out the phone. <laughs> oh, right. I stopped. Oops. I dumped that. All right. Let's go to. The phones, Brandon. By the way, did we get yeah. any? Did we get any comments on that amazing real talk call? 
Yeah, people loved it. It was but, awesome. Well, now Real Talk wants to get on the air again. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, I no, I, I think no. he's just, that was a great call. Everyone's universally praising. You, you can't Real Talk. top that call. Yeah, no, that's a, one and done. Yeah, I agree. I think why would you have a masterpiece when you have the Mona Lisa? You don't then go back with your crayons and say, "What can I do now?" That's not how you do it. You do, you don't do it. I was going to go to this guy in Minnesota who's a troll, but he hung up. Let's go to Dan who's in Chicago, and Dan is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Dan. Is he sleeping. Hmm. I hear ambient noise like he's driving and feedback, which I love. Hmm. All right, that went well. Echo. All right. <laughs> I consider myself on the face of the earth. Might have had a bad break. <laughs> oh, boy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. We'll talk more Mallard. later. Right. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Here we go, Kubalu. Ben, Yasiel Puig said in an interview earlier that uh, last couple of years he hasn't been trying too hard and that uh, this year, since it's a uh, contract year, he's going to try the hardest he ever has in his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben, does this make you glad that he's gone? Yeah, I saw this story. I... I was going to talk about yesterday, but I, was, I don't know. I, but listen, yes, but this is really just confirmation of an earlier belief. Like I, I, I have mixed feelings about Yasiel Puig. I'm still bitter about the way that he has played in the World Series. He's bat under, batted under 200 in these last couple of World Series for the Dodgers and has given me an ulcer. But the thing about Puig, the, the reason I have mixed emotions, because he seemed like he was having fun while he played. The fans loved him at Dodger Stadium. He was one of the most popular players. I would say more people liked the Dodger fans loved Puig more than Kershaw. Uh, I really believe that. Like there was a genuine love for Yasiel Puig, and it seemed like he was giving a good effort. Uh, but if this is true, then the people in the front office maybe that's why they want to get rid of him. Maybe they they knew he was dogging it, showing up late to the ballpark and all that, and. B, Puig's going to have a great year for Cincinnati. I, I like the Flamboys. How about the fact that he he hung out, he, he he hangs out with Machado for like a month, and then he says, oh, by the way, I was lazy just like Machado. What the hell? You don't say that. All right, next. A couple days ago, we talked about the report that the Carolina Hurricanes owner had to bail out the AAF with a $250 million investment because they were going to miss payroll. Yeah. Well, now it's being reported that the investment was just that, an investment, that uh, they were okay with payroll. Now, Rick Neuheisel even suggested that the XFL spread those rumors to damage the league. 
What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I, I, Rick Neuheisel's lying. You know how I know he's lying? Steve Spurrier went on radio in Orlando and said the reason we needed the money is because one of our investors said he had money and bailed out. So Neuheisel's a liar. I don't believe – I believe Spurrier. You don't bring in a $250 million investment two weeks into a season. All right, next. Quickly. And Tom Coughlin said earlier this week that Blake Bortles is our quarterback right now. This is on the heels of reports that the Jags are not willing to give up a draft pick for Nick Foles. Yeah. Ben, is Bortles the quarterback week one? No, he's not going to be the quarterback past the draft. Jacksonville's trying to trade him. Coughlin's trying to trade Bortles. If he can't get even a seventh-round pick, they'll release him. There's zero chance. You have a better chance. How do we do, Coop? Benny pass. I won the game. I end the week with a win. Four and one this week. Five and oh. Three and two. Shut up. Joke, joke, joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. Big Ben, lame jokes of the week. I will read the joke, bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. Roberto will play this if it's funny. He'll play this if it's not funny. And this if it could go either way. Coops guys, offensive jokes of the week. Occasionally. Hold on a second. We'll hear from Weed Man Hippie, who's in Miami. You gotta have a sense of humor. You gotta have a sense of humor. Uh, Make me laugh, man. Make me laugh. What is the Easter Bunny's favorite drinking game? Mm, I don't know, Ben. What is the Easter Bunny's favorite drinking game? Hop Scotch, Eddie. Love that hop scotch. This is from uh, JME. What is uh, smart? What is smarter than a talking parrot? I don't know, Ben. What is smarter than a talking parrot? A spelling bee, Eddie. A spelling bee is smarter than a talking I figure we just, so we just assume animals. It's not that funny. All right. It is. <laughs> it's a serious well, Sean joke. What right does there. Winnie the Pooh and Alexander the Great have in common? What do they have Winnie in common? Winnie the Pooh and Alexander the Great. What do they yeah. have in common? Same middle name, Eddie. They got the same middle name. That's uh, from Frederick. Thank you, Frederick. <laughs> Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. It was reported yesterday that monkeys and beetles are alike. Monkeys and beetles are yeah, alike, huh? Yeah, the monkey, the you know, the bands, the monkeys and the beetles. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's only two alive. I don't in get each, it. There's only two alive in each group. You wouldn't give me. A, I gave the punchline. That's uh, George in Rochester, Minnesota. I still don't get it. <laughs> right. I explain this. Called, this thing called. They are who we thought they were. Life. And we let them off the hook. And death. Uh, what do the Tar Heels become when Zion's Nikes explode on the floor? Hmm. What do the Tar Heels become when Zion's Nikes explode on the floor? I don't know, Ben. A shoe in, Eddie. They're a shoe in. You see, they, to win the game. There you go. It's, uh, that was not funny. Uh, right, it's Big Ben's uh, lame jokes of the week. <laughs> I get that. Uh, this is from Jay Scoop. What do you call a Jedi drag queen? A Jedi drag queen. I don't know, Ben. What do you call that? According to Jay Scoop, a Mama Luke. That's what you call it right there. It's Big, ben, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, what do you call a man? This is from Bill in Iowa. What do you call a man with no arms no and no legs at your front door? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you call that? Matt. <laughs> Koopaloop, you have a warm-up joke here. I heard you got one off of Twitter. Okay. Um... Yes. Yeah. What did uh, What advice did Levar Ball give to Jim Beheim? <laughs> oh, I think I know. I don't know. You tell me. I, yeah. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coop. What's, from Just Josh. What What sound does a gay horse make? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Roberto apparently doesn't know that drop, but it's a it is a classic drop. All right, we'll get to the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes. We've got a lot of jokes about uh, callers and weed man guys that work on the show. We'll do that in its entirety. More of Big Ben's lame jokes. We'll get to that. We will do it next. And back to Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Actual jokes from actual listeners. Like yourself. Thanks. You can submit jokes if you like this segment. You think you're funny. Everyone thinks they're funny, right? Everyone, well, I like to think we're funny. You want to send a joke in? This is a high-class comedy club. This is the greatest. All right, shut up. All right, well, you want to send jokes in? Care of the Ben Maller Show. Show at gmail.com. Put jokes in the headline. That way I know that there's some jokes in there. All right, back to it we go. Why does Blair in Maine like Saturdays and Sundays the most, Eddie? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why does Blair like Saturdays and Sundays the he most? He says the rest are just weekdays. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, thank you. Uh, that was Mike that sent that one in. Well, bail has been set at $20,000 for a man arrested trying to steal dogs at the Westminster Dog Show. Oh, really? Yes. Was, yeah, I think I know. Well, the, uh, the, the good news is a GoFundMe account has been set up Poor angry Bill to yeah. get him out. So that's good. That's a Steve in Iowa. You saw that one come. That was telegraphed, Eddie's. What that was right over the middle. The safety came over and picked it off. Thanks, Steve in Iowa. What do Antonio Brown and Philexis have in common? Oh, wow. I don't know. Antonio Brown and Philexis. What do they have in common? They would both like to be called Mr. Big Chest. That's what they would ask. Uh, <laughs> that's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. What did Mrs. Maller get Rachel and Montebello for Valentine's oh, Day? Oh, boy. Uh, boy. I don't know. What did Mrs. Maller get Rachel and Montebello for Valentine's a Day? A restraining order. Yeah. That's what she got. That's, uh, that's, not, <laughs> man, that's not nice, man. I like Rachel. I hope she still calls the show. You guys Me are trying too. to chase her away. Bullies. Did, did you know that Angry Bill was a registered sex offender? Yeah, I did know that. No, you're supposed, <laughs> you're supposed to play one. Oh, sorry. Uh, he, yeah, he has to stay away from uh, at, at least 500 feet away from any dog park, Eddie. That's uh, that's the uh, that's, uh, Gary. Put that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah, Gary uh, sent that in. What do a real talk call and a high fiber diet have in common? Real talk call and a high fiber diet. What do those things have in common? They both produce a lot of dumps, Eddie. A lot yeah. of dumps. Yes, they do. Thanks to Bill in Iowa. Anything over there, Koopa Loop? Anything at all? Yeah. Well, what's the difference between Jim Beheim and Nathan Peterman? Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Jim can actually hit the open man. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> from Kurt from Earth. You get that one? Cool. Uh, Weed man, did you get that one? No, you didn't get that. All right. What has always been the most unpopular song in Roberto's Neighborhood? Hmm. Re- um, see. Most unpopular song in Roberto's Neighborhood. What is that? Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was racist. I wrote down the name Roberto. I don't think that was from Roberto, but somebody said that. I don't know who said that in. Racist. Uh, I was tired when I did that. What's What's Roberto's favorite kind of weed? Oh, I don't, I don't know. What is Roberto's favorite weed? Caravan Kush, Eddie. He loves it. Okay, you know, that's a, James the Pool Guy sent that one in. Racist. What's Justin Cooper's favorite method of execution? <laughs> I don't know. What's Coop's favorite method of execution? He loves stoning Eddie. He really enjoys that. That's, uh, that's Daryl who sent that one in. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of weed man jokes. Oh, good. Did you know that weed man hippie went to culinary school? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently he became a sous chef. That's uh, Daryl again. Uh, what will LeBron and Weed Man be doing in May and June? LeBron and Weed Man, what are they going to be doing? Nothing, Eddie. They'll be doing nothing in May and June. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Weed Man was really hungry this week. 
How hungry Why was he, did yeah. he wish he was a teddy bear, Eddie? Why? No, did, I don't. I don't know. Why did Weed Man wish he was a teddy bear? Because they're always stuffed. He wanted to be a teddy bear. Because they're always. <laughs> All right, what do you have over there, Koopaloop? It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week, actual jokes from actual listeners like yourself. That's all I got. All right, that's it. All right, Koop's out of the show. Why did NASA reject Weed Man Hippie? Uh, I don't know. Why did NASA reject Weed Man? They said there were already enough useless things in space. They didn't anymore. All right, that's uh, Gary said that one. What does Weed Man Hippie and what do Weed Man Hippie and Woody Allen have in common? Oh, Weed Man and Woody Allen. What do they have in common? They both make love to trees. Family trees, Eddie. That's a Gordon in, Gordon in Tacoma. Did you know that Weed Man, Weed Man was selling his five-year-old work boots on Craigslist no, this week? I didn't week. know that. Yeah, size 10, still in the box, never worn, Eddie. <laughs> never, never worn. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, <laughs> what's the, the one thing that's even more broke than Zion Williamson's shoe? <laughs> I don't know. What's the one thing that's more broke than Zion's shoe? He's laughing right now. Yeah. Weed man hippie, Eddie. <laughs> that was from affiliate, affiliate Dave sent that one in. All right, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Did you hear that Nike is already discontinuing its new Air Weed Man line? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they quit working in under a minute and are always broke. So it's, <laughs> 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 it's uh, some Daryl. All right, let's do the closer right now. You ready for the closer? Right, here let's we go. Do Did you hear that Weed Man Hippie took Lisa out for dinner at the Olive Garden no, for Valentine's Day. I did Day. not hear that. It was very romantic. I'm sure it was. It was really nice of Weed Man. He requested a dumpster for two, is what he requested. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. Thank you. Good night, everybody. All right. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was pretty good. So, I think we got to the... Bartolo joke. There were some other Jim Beheim late jokes that got in here that did not make the cut. I think well, Coop used one. Uh, Husker Kevin said, "What do the Geyer Institute? Uh, why? Why? How is the Geyer Institute just like Jim Beheim?" I don't know how they they, like. they both run you over for no good reason. Apparently, that's because all of them's been blocked. I guess that was his his humor there. Well, thanks to everyone again. Send the jokes in. Care of the Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show at Gmail We'll do it again next week. Same. Got a murder. Got to go. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder, 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 